Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 81. Today is July 7th. My name is Neil. I'm joined here with Brent. Hello. 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 Did you forget you were on air? I didn't. I forgot I was about to be introduced and I should <laughs> actually show up. So um, This might be the earliest podcast that we've ever done. It's, <laughs> it's not that early. It's only like nine something, but... Um, For you. It's pretty early. It's pretty early. It's pretty early, yeah. yeah. But I have three pages of notes here for this podcast. I saw that, and I feel very inadequate because I have... You have one line on one piece of paper. Well, I have five lines, but that's not much more than one. Yeah. Um, so this will be the final pod, the final hockey podcast of the this season of hockey, basically. Uh, there's not going to be much to talk about after this, after this podcast, until probably training camp, uh, not training camp, um, preseason yeah. stuff, so... Um, and if we do have any acts in the meantime and something happens, like the offer sheet story tomorrow, which whatever it will be, well, we can talk about it in the regular show. Well, no, if anything happens, we'll make a video about it. Yeah, that's right. So, so. Um, no podcast until, I don't know, September or whatever. Yeah, September. So uh, what I thought that we would do in this podcast is that I would actually read through all of the free agent names. Uh, well, not all of them, but there's 57 here. Some have signed, some haven't. I thought I'd just read through the names, uh, give super quick opinions to you guys, and then talk about some trades and some rumors and then some news out of Pittsburgh. So I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. You have places to be here in a little bit, so it can't be too long. And that's why we're doing it early, and you're very kind to accommodate me. I have a radio event to go to. So exciting. Well, it is. Is it? It is. I don't know. We're going to bounce some signals off the moon today. Now, being an astronomy geek a little bit like you are, an astrophotographer, I would Mm. think you'd be interested in people that are bouncing signals off the moon. What's the delay? Uh, About two and a half seconds round trip. That's not bad. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's just out there. It's just out there. Out there. It's about 250,000 miles away. So light traveling at the speed of light, Mm. which is 186,000 miles per second. So it takes a little over a second to get there. Little over a second to get back. It really gives you puts it into perspective when the it takes eight minutes for the the light from the sun to get. That's right. Earth, so that's right. The sun could have blown up seven and a half minutes yeah. ago, and we would not know it yet. Exactly. But we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to hockey. Let's let's run through these names. It's going to be a little tedious, but uh, I'll try and get through it as quickly as possible, and hopefully, uh, it's not too hard to listen to. Um, Tanev is the first name I have down here. I've, of all the free agents, I don't know why Tanev is down here, well, you're here hopefully, first. Hopefully you're not going in alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, he signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Six years, $3.5 million. What's going on with that term? Do you think Tanev is worth six years? I don't. How old is he? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't, I, I guess that's, I can't answer the question. Not, I don't know how old he is. He's not old. I didn't think he was old. He's probably in his mid late twenties, maybe. Yeah, I think he's mid range old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so around you. Yeah. No, younger no, than you. No, I'm old. See, mid range old is be younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three point five. I don't know. I don't think he's worth three point five. I I really don't like the signing. I think it's the the term is way too long for me. I'm thinking like three years, two point five million, maybe two years, three point five million. Just give him a little test. A little, little test. You don't give him six years. Six years is long. Anyways. All right. I might get some hate for that in the comments, but whatever. Spezza is the next name that I have on my list. 
Do you know where he signed? Have you been following? Yes, I. He signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs for like less than a million, it's like seven fifty or something. Seven hundred k. Seven hundred k for one year. For one year. I actually really like this signing. Yeah, this isn't bad. I, if you've listened to this channel for a while, you know that I do not like Jason Spezza, especially in the last probably five years. But for seven hundred k to get that experience, and he still contributes pretty well. Um, he can still win a ton of face-offs. He can uh, lead the younger guys. Like for 700K, yeah. man, that's a steal. That's less money than some of these prospects that have just been drafted are going to get signed to Yeah, down in the minors that will never see an NHL game all season. Exactly. So, yeah, it, when you think of the big picture, it's pretty good. pretty good deal. I would say that Jason Spezza is almost as productive as Marlowe, and Marlowe was making way more money than Jason Spets it will be in Toronto. So um, there are some injuries issues that you have to be concerned about a little bit. But um, yeah, I really like this signing. Good job, Toronto. And he really wanted to play there, obviously. So uh, Okay, so we talked about Duchesne in a video. Panarin, we talked about Lee. We talked about Bobrovsky. We talked about Pavelski. We talked about Perry and Leonard also and Varlamov. So uh, that means Simmons is next on my list. And he signed with New Jersey one year. $5 million. I really like this signing by New Jersey, and I don't think you do, because I heard you say he's not worth $5 million. I, I don't, yeah, I did say that. And I, as much as I like Wayne Simmons, and I really do, mm-hmm. uh, I thought he fit the culture of Philadelphia very well, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a great contributor. He didn't have a great year. He had probably the worst year of his career. Yeah, so I, I think that his value should be down uh, or was what do you think his value was when he was good? I don't know, but I think he was around at his very peak in his prime. I would say four to five million, five oh, million tops. Come on, that's offensive. I'm thinking like seven, eight. Like Wayne Simmons was so good for that, like about three year span, maybe two years. All right, I don't know. I don't I, know. I think I think five is a little. I think well. As far as this contract, based on last year, five, I think, is perfect. One year, five million. Give him a chance to rebound. He wants to rebound. He already said that he already has taken accountability for his year last year. He wants to improve. He has the ability. We know he has the ability to play better. So give him a chance, five million. One year, not that big of a risk. Um, you're getting a guy who can score, fight, skate, everything. So it's just about finding that in him. And uh, after that, depending on how he performs, like this, this works out in his favor way more than it works out in New Jersey's favor because he gets the year to prove himself. Um, so yeah, I I like the signing on both sides. Okay. Um, Dezingle's next to my list. He has not signed, as far as I know, unless it happened in the middle of the night last night. Uh, Zuccarello signed with the Wild, five years, six million. I really thought he was going to stay with Dallas. There's so, there so much talk and love from the fans. There was love. And, and when he had that terrible arm injury just in his very first game, and he took a long time to recover but came back just in time to do some damage in the playoffs, I thought it was going to be a great story that he stays in Dallas. Mm. And he doesn't stay in Dallas. It's like, oh. There's so many yeah. Zuccarello jerseys in the the <clears throat> audience there in Dallas in such a short time. And when you go and you sign Pavelski and you sign Perry – but then you kind of let Zuccarello go. That's a bit of an odd decision. So mm. uh, maybe he just didn't want to play in Dallas. I don't know. Uh, but he signed with the Wild, which 
I would argue is the least or the the less uh, prospective team to win a Stanley Cup. No offense to the Minnesota Wild, but no Dallas offense. is just in a better position. They are. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know what this. I, mean, I don't know if it was a Dallas decision. Like we yeah, don't want to like, sign. We you. don't know what his offer was yeah. in Dallas, right? So if there even was one, I presume there would have been, but mm-hmm. maybe it just was not in the ballpark for him. Yeah. And at, at a certain stage in your career, um, you look to the future. You look to see how I'm going to get that house paid for and absolutely yeah. get things finished off before I run out of uh, body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's married, maybe his wife is from Minnesota. We don't know. Um, as far as the term and the money, five, I'm okay with five years. I think I think Zuccarello is worthy of a five-year contract for sure. The money is okay, maybe a little bit high. I would would have liked five, but I think this contract is is going to look pretty good um, long term versus short term. And if he can perform like we know he can perform, this might end up being one of the best contracts in the league. So uh, long term. So yeah. Next on my list is Gardner. He has not signed, to my knowledge. Nyquist signed with Columbus. Four years, $5.5 million. Um, Nyquist does a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things for San Jose, not really offensively, but kind of all over the ice. I really like Nyquist. I don't know if he's worth $5.5 million, though. Uh, I would have maybe put him in at about 4 or 4.5. I'm okay with the term four years. But Columbus had to do something. They lost Panarin. They lost Duchesne. Um, they needed a little bit more scoring power and or offensive power. And I think Nyquist can give give them that. I think he fits in well with the team. Um, he's pretty fast, so I'm I'm okay with the signing. Yeah, um, poor Columbus. Poor Columbus, indeed. Poor Columbus. And the fans. I, I've seen some fans on Twitter like, "What? What's wrong with us? Mm. Or, not us as fans, but us as a city." <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do people not want to stick around? The minute that the doors open, they're like they're like a cat. You know, the cat that always wants to be outside doing what cats do. What do cats do outside? They make more cats. <laughs> but like when you get home and you open that door after a hard day's work, mm-hmm. if you have one of those kind of cats, not all cats are like that. But before you can even put your parcels down, zip. Between your legs and the cat's gone. Right, yeah. And I think Columbus's uh, dressing room door is like that for some of these higher-end players. There's a lot of cats in there. A lot of cats in there that, that want to do what cats do, but mm. somewhere else. Guess who's a cat now? Bobrovsky. Yeah, Bob's a cat. Bob's a cat. He's a bobcat. <laughs> I wonder if anyone said that yet. Hashtag bobcat. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Hutton, not signed to my knowledge. Strawman went to Florida, who's also a cat now. Uh, $5.5 million per year at three years. Pretty good. I actually like this signing a lot. Um, you get a, a defenseman with a lot of experience. You have to overpay for defensemen. That's just the trend in the, in the NHL. So 5.5, I would say, isn't that much of an overpayment. Uh, maybe a little bit, but I, I like the signing a lot. It really puts Florida even closer to competing with the rest of the teams in the Atlantic. So thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Talbot uh, goes to Calgary with that s- weird swap that the weird that they did. Uh, well, not they did, but yeah. the Talbot and Smith did. Uh, $2.75 million per year for one year. Sure. Yeah. Talbot needs to prove himself. Um, it's a reasonable amount of money for uh, not too risky one year. So I'm fine with it. It's definitely going to be weird to see him in a Calgary jersey. 
and Smith in an Edmonton jersey, but whatever. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Furland, to my knowledge, is not signed. Donskoy goes to Colorado for four years at $3.9 million. This is an interesting one because Donskoy played so well for San Jose for, for all those years. And um, maybe in the past year, year and a half, he really hasn't played like he used to. So his value went down a little bit. Four years, I'm okay with the term. The money, not too bad. Maybe a little bit high based on his recent play, but still a very talented player. So I'm okay with this signing. Maybe I would have had him at like 3, 3.5, something like that. But um, I think he'll fit in very well in Colorado, actually. Hainsey signs in Ottawa for $3.5 million for one year. <laughs> when uh, Pierre Dorion was talking, I think it was him, saying that players, like these players want to be here. They want to come here and play. <laughs> and all these, well, not all of them, but some of the Ottawa contracts that have been signed are all for like one year. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you sure these players want to play here? Because you're only signing them for one year. Yeah, guess they, what? They're not even going to move there for one year. Exactly. Like if they wanted to play there, they'd be signing <clears throat> some long-term contracts. They're going to be staying downtown at the Marriott. Mm. Uh, residents in they're, they're not going to be buying a house exactly but <laughs> so, Hansy is pretty old so maybe this contract would have been one year regardless of where he signed it's funny when you talk about some of these players you get to a certain age and I'm at that well past a certain age probably but mm. even a player like Spezza uh, I remember the name from the World Junior Tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's at the back end, that's on the far side of his career, and mm-hmm. it's like, wow, where did the time go? 20 years or whatever. Oh, Sidney Crosby's on the back end of his career, too. Yeah, Which is really wild is. to say. And Hainsey, like when I hear the name, I think, oh, yeah, Montreal just drafted him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Although he never played for Montreal. They just drafted him, right? So uh, He didn't play for Montreal? I, I don't think, think he did. I don't think he actually uh, made the team. Uncle. Or no, maybe I'm, I'm thinking of McDonough. McDonough. I'm McDonough. Yeah. shenanigans. No, Ainsy did play for Montreal, but not for long. Mm, no, not for long. Yeah. <clears throat> um, $3.5 million, sure, that's fine. He's got lots of experience. He's got a Stanley Cup ring. He'll do fine in Ottawa, as fine as he can. <laughs> Hathaway, <laughs> Hathaway signed in Washington 1.5 years for four years. I have zero opinion on this. Do you? I have zero opinion. Okay, cool. McElhaney signed in Tampa Bay 1.3 million dollars for two years. I really like this signing. That's an awesome signing. Um, pretty cheap for a backup goalie. Where does that put Louis Domingue? Well, that is an interesting question because he was really doing well. He as, wasn't as a doing bad. Yeah. So I I don't really see a need to to mm-hmm. uh, kind of bolster your goaltending situation. But I mean, McElhaney is a pretty good goalie. He's definitely a good backup goalie. Uh, so. What's Vasilevsky's contract uh, left? I do not know. You're the man with the computer there. Yeah, but it'd probably take you me think, too long to get there. Are you suggesting that Tampa Bay is aligning McLean to, to take over for Vasilevsky? Not necessarily, but it's another option. If if you if you're keeping Deming, which I think they would be, like I, I just think back to Ben Bishop. Right? They mm-hmm. had Ben Bishop. I thought Ben Bishop departed ahead of schedule when he left Tampa. I agree with that. And I'm wondering if that's just the mindset of the team, that they they have an expiry date that's ahead of mine on the, uh, on the I don't know. I just don't know. I think McElhaney's too old for that. <clears throat> I think he is. But maybe Domingue becomes the starter and McElhaney. Oh. I, but I look, I don't know. I, I'd have to, I'll try in the meantime to look up the contract. I don't think so. I, I'm, I can't imagine that happening, but... 
Um, I, regardless, I really like this signing. Um, so yeah, good on Tampa. Okay. Well, while we're still, while we are still here, Vasilevsky has one more year left and then he's an RFA and he's only making 3.5. Well, he's going to, he, he going to get paid. He going to get paid. He going to get paid good. He going to get, he, he going to get some hard cash dropped on yeah. him. So yeah, next year he's an RFA and, uh, I imagine there'll be offer sheets in the, in the range of 10 million for him. I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, Achari signed in Florida, 1.66 million average for three years. I really like this signing from Florida. Florida's doing a lot of good things this offseason. And uh, I said this, I think, maybe about a year ago or a half a year ago when I was doing my team ranking stuff. I was mad at Florida for a long time for what they do with Gerard Glant. Now they're trying to make the decisions and – or they've, they've made the decisions, they've kind of rebolstered their staff and uh, changed their mentality a little bit, making some good moves. So good on Florida. I like what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Shen signs in Tampa Bay, uh, one year, 700K. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty reasonable financial contract for for Tampa. I think I think a lot of players are taking some discounts to go, to go to Tampa. Well, yeah. And I think it, it's in the same range as the Spezza deal in Toronto. Same kind of money, same vintage player. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit younger, but not much. It's, yeah. I mean, 700K, is that the low? That's the lowest you can go, isn't it? I think that's the lowest in the CBA. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, cool. Uh, Timo Meyer, who, oh, by the way, these are UFAs and RFAs. So, Timo, Timo Meyer, who was an RFA, uh, signed in San Jose, four years, six million dollars per year. I love this signing. Uh, this is this is amazing. This is amazing. You're a fan of his. Uh, Timo Meyer is incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm biased. I he's my favorite player in San Jose. So, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about this. I think that contract looks really good. He's only going to get better. He's mm. super young. So this may look like one of the best contracts in the league in like two or three years. Keith Kincaid signs in Montreal for $1.75 million uh, at one year. So low-risk contract. Montreal gets the backup that they want because um, Niemi is, I would say, done. I would say he's done. I would say. There might be a chance he could go back to Europe and find a KHL slot no, or something. No, in the NHL, I think his time is I think he's done. probably over, Yeah, which is a shame. I, I do like Niemi. But that puts Charlie Lindgren again on the outside, which is fine. He's not there yet. so He's not there yet. He has two years left on his contract uh, before they have to start talking to him again. And Kincaid's only got one year. So maybe they're just thinking Charlie needs another year down in Laval. I think so too. Just one more and then then he'll be ready to step in. And by the sounds of it from what, what I've seen of Kincaid, he actually really wants to play in Montreal. Yeah, he was. He he seemed genuinely happy. Yeah, he's embraced it on social media yeah. and everything. So, uh, always good when you get a player who who really really wants to play for your team. So, there's some fans who are not crazy about the signing, though. I've been watching that on Twitter. There's been a bit of chatter. They they look at at his money, they look at Niemi's money, and they look at their performance from last year. And Niemi's second half was way worse than his first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, year to year. And the Emmy and Kincaid were roughly equivalent uh, in their performance. So some fans are saying, why are we mm-hmm. spending more money to get the same kind of performance? 
But I, I actually think Kincaid's a better goalie. I think he's a little bit more consistent yeah. than Niemi. Niemi was all over the place there for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Ben signs in Vancouver. Two years, $2 million per year. This is a great signing it is. for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, two years, $2 million. So low risk, only two years. And $2 million for a de- uh, an experienced defenseman who did a lot of good things for Montreal. Mm-hmm. There was a time where he looked very questionable for Montreal. But then he, because he looked really good when he first got there, then he looked a little questionable, and then last year he looked really good. So the fact that they're only getting him for $2 million, like Vancouver fans, that's a steal. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. He's an exciting player to watch. He'll Uh, hit. He'll fight. Yeah. He's very good defensively for the most part. Um, Not so much offensively, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Fantenberg signs in Vancouver for $850K one year. I have no opinion here. None. Belmar signs in Colorado, 1.8 years, two years, or sorry, 1.8 million per year for two years. Uh, I really like this signing. I, I'm a big Belmar Belmar fan. Uh, 1.8, that's a reasonable amount of money, two years. He brings a ton of experience. Uh, he's a good leader. He comes from uh, a team that went pretty far the other year. So, um, yeah, this is this is a great signing for Colorado. I like this a lot. Uh, Girardi, nothing has happened to my knowledge for him. Ryan Murray signs in Columbus again. Uh, two years, $4.6 million per year. Um, basically, Columbus, I think to my knowledge, their best left defenseman was Wierenski. And so they almost had to sign Murray uh, just out of need of a, of a left D. So um, I think Columbus fans are happy with this. 4.6 isn't that bad for a a young defenseman. Two years, fine. I'm okay with this. You? Yeah. Vanek has not been signed yet, to my knowledge. Neither has Boyle. Uh, Panic or Ponic, how I say it. Um, Signs in Washington, 2.75 million per year for four years. Uh, I'm definitely okay with this signing. He can play both wings. He's... Pretty quick. He's he's a very smart hockey player. He's been been all over the place a little bit in the past twelve months, or maybe a little bit longer. But I th- I really like him a lot. I think he'll fit in well with Washington. Uh, Del Zotto has not signed to my knowledge. Nemeth has signed to Detroit for two years, three million per year. I have no opinion on that. Uh, Smith signs in Edmonton for one year, two million. Again with the towel thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Sherratt, <laughs> Montreal, uh, three years, three point five. They got a their left defenseman that they desperately needed to yeah. play with. I assume he's going to play with Weber. That's that's the thinking. He can play over twenty minutes a game, which is not yeah. close to Weber, but it'll be it'll be good enough to play with Weber. Yeah, Winnipeg put a nice uh, departure package on social media, just like a forty-five second. Mm set of clips of him doing some pretty good rub outs on the boards and stuff uh it'd be kind of fun to watch rub outs that's an interesting term (laughs) apparently he's another player that really wants to play montreal on social media like him and kincaid both Mm -hmm. have publicly said that they're pretty excited to come to montreal so as a montreal fan that does feel good to hear yeah uh maroon has not signed to my knowledge mrazic um did he sign in carolina I feel like this is wrong information. I'm going to skip that one. 
I think I may have written that down the wrong information here. Uh, Broussard has not signed anywhere. Uh, Filipula, Detroit. He goes back to Detroit for two years, $3 million per year. Uh, definitely a veteran. $3 million is mm, a little bit high for me, um, but he does bring a lot of experience. I think I think it's a good deal uh, for both. Uh, he knows the team. He knows the culture. Yes. Uh, when he was there last before he departed as a younger player, he was probably worse than that range. And You think he was only worth three back in his good days? I... I yeah, I don't know. Man, I think he was. I haven't thought it through, but uh, maybe six or seven. I think for me, really, I really liked Filipula back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. I think it's good for for Detroit. They've struggled with their cap for years now. They and it's have really been tough for them to bring back some talent, and uh, they've got a chance here to yep. get a little bit back. So definitely, <clears throat> they've got a young. Yeah, they've got a really young team. So bringing in a veteran like that will be great for the team. The rest uh, of the team. They're they're an exciting team to be a fan of. Frankly, I'm. I, I've definitely warmed up to Detroit. I really like yeah. Detroit, and I'm not a Detroit fan in my soul, but uh, I really want to see them do well, and uh, they, they're they fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They're just a fun team to watch. They it's a great city. It's a great city. Uh, okay, so Palmonville has not signed to my knowledge. McQuaid has not signed to my knowledge. Correct. Uh, Myers signed in Vancouver, five years, $6 million. Hello. Five years for Myers for $6 million. Do you think he's worth $6 million? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking he's maybe like a $4 million player. Or two or three years at five and a half or six. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, not signing Myers for five years. Not at that. That's $30 million. Do the math. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm thinking like $4 million for two or three years. Uh, anyways, Vancouver fans, let me know down in the comment section how you feel about that one. It, it's one of these deals that Looks great, maybe the first year or two, and then you're yeah. you're eating it. Yeah, the last couple. I'm I'm yeah. feeling the same way. Uh, Hammond signs in Buffalo, 700k for one year, very low risk uh, signing here. I don't know if he'll be the backup or play in the AHL, but it depends. Well, we could find out if it's a one way or two way contract, I guess. But uh, I am assuming it's two way. I would think. I would almost at that ha- rate. At that yeah. At that rate. Be. Yeah. Uh, Lazar signs in Buffalo for 700k one year. This is an interesting signing because Lazar, there was so much hype around him for so long in Ottawa. Was there ever? And I still like the, my last memories of watching him any amount of time. He was an exciting guy, yeah. an exciting guy to watch. He was. He just couldn't wait to get on the ice every shift. He ate a cheeseburger from a fan. <laughs> yes, that's right. I just really, really liked him. Mm. And uh, what happened? I, I don't know. Me I, either. He went out west, right? He was in... Uh, uh, I don't know what... I, I don't remember. <clears throat> he kind of fell off the radar for me a little bit. I think he was out... Um, oh, shoot. Was he anyway, in Calgary? I think he was in Calgary. That's right. I think so. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if there's... Maybe he has an injury that we don't know of or something. I forget. But, I honestly... Like, he just like, completely left my radar, and yeah. I forgot he existed a little bit. No offense to him, but... Yeah, but when he was in Ottawa, he was... He was awesome. He was scary good, and, and f- just a... <clears throat> he had one of those Radulov kind of approaches yeah, to the game. Just that, yeah. get me over there. Get Absolutely. Me, get me across the, the bench. I like Regardless of what's happened to him, whatever, 700K, Yeah, very low risk one year. Uh, I really like this signing by Buffalo. I think this could turn into something really great for I Buffalo. I really hope for him and for them that it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chase Saw signs in Edmonton, 2.15 million per year for two years. Cool. 
Yeah. Uh, Nosik signs in Vegas. One year, one million. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I like Nosik. Uh, Connolly signs in Florida. Four years, $3.5 million per year. Um, I don't mind the term, actually. The money is a little bit high. I would have maybe made it like 3, 2.8, something like that. But I'm fine with that. He fits in well there. Uh, Hartman signs in Minnesota. Two years, $1.9 million per year. That's okay with me. I like that signing. Uh, Sakara, or Sekera, as some people say, signed in Dallas. One year, $1.5 million per year. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Colin Wilson signs in Colorado, one year, $2.6 million per year. I think he fits in really well with that team. Uh, I'm okay with that contract. Low risk, so good to go there. There were reports that England signed in Vegas, but I looked last night on Cat Friendly, and it wasn't listed. So I don't know if, if, if what I read originally a couple days ago was fake news no. or what. But I'll have a look right now. Maybe there's been an update overnight. <clears throat> for sure. Like I thought the Vegas Twitter announced that they signed him. I don't remember where I read that, but obviously I did not read the right information or Cat Friendly does not have the contract information yet. Well, even when they don't have the contract information, they will say they, so yeah. with a asterisk or something. There'll be a question mark there. Yeah. I don't see him on here. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, Nathan Beaulieu signs in Winnipeg, one year, one million. That's a pretty good contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, we're pretty familiar with Nathan Beaulieu because he played in Montreal for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um for one million dollars, that's a that's a for a one one million dollars for a defenseman with a bit of experience, who can skate, hit, fight, everything has a little bit of offensive power. Um, that's a really good deal for for Winnipeg. I think they're going to be very happy with that contract. Yeah, he can be a bit of a giveaway machine at the worst possible time, but uh, for the most part, it's a million bucks is very low safe. risk for yeah. one year. Yeah, good testing grounds. Uh, Nathan Walker, the Aussie, yeah, signs with the Blues, seven hundred k for two years. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, sure. That's a that's a great contract for the Blues. Good for him. He, he got a few games with Washington a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and I thought did quite well. Uh, he did, actually. Considering. Uh, he's got an interesting story. Most of his youth hockey was actually played in Europe because mm. he had talent that was obvious, but he wasn't going to get a lot of competition exactly. in his home country. So uh, I really hope he catches on in St. Louis. It's a great place to be right now. Uh, it is a great place to be. He'll indeed. be standing on the ice when they hoist the banner at the first game. That'll of the be weird. First home game. Mm. He won't have his name on the cup, no, but he won't. Uh, he'll at least see what it looks like. Exactly. Good for He'll him. He'll get that uh, inspiration to get there someday. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Ennis signs in Ottawa. One year. Imagine. Hey, he couldn't wait to get there. Couldn't wait. That's He great. wants to play He there. wants to be there. 800K. That's actually a pretty good contract. Yeah. I, I, that's, I think that's actually a really good contract for Tyler Ennis. He was very underrated when he played for Toronto um, this past year. And uh, I think he's... Probably worth. I would. I'd throw one point five or two million dollars at Tyler Ennis. So good on Ottawa, for the yeah. most part. And it doesn't hurt Ottawa's cap space. They still have twenty one, almost twenty two million bucks. Mm. So they're okay. Peary signs in Vegas, seven hundred fifty five k for two years. Man, this signing is freaking pro. What's up with Peary? They sent him down, and they brought him back up, and then they stopped playing him again. Peary does not deserve this. Peary's a very good player. If you're not going to play him, trade him. Word. To Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very good signing for Vegas there. Uh, Drew Derek Kara signs in Edmonton, which is an epic name, by the way. It's awesome. It is awesome. Awesome. And he re-signs. Re-signs, yeah. 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 Uh, two years, $1.2 million. That's great. That's great, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That's that's a player that 
Edmonton needs right now emotionally. Like he's a he's a pretty cool dude, and he he wants to be there. He usually gives a hundred hundred and ten percent. So, and and Sportsnet, the Hockey Night in Canada group, uh, is trying to grow the game in Kara's community. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that is a big part of of some of their telecasts is is having a guy like him there that. It's hard for new Canadians, especially those from South Asia, for instance, to to see themselves in a hockey game. Mm-hmm. We do have, you know, some Asian players. There's some Japanese players that have, or or part Japanese players that have made the, the game. Uh, Paul Korea, Nick Suzuki, people like that. And so there's other cultures that are starting to show up, but uh, that's probably a late arrival there. So I just think it's a great idea. It's a great idea to to uh, feature him on the. Uh, on those broadcasts, and then now Absolutely. that Edmonton's re-signed him for two years, that's that's great. Yep, good news, yeah, good story. Uh, Calvin Pickard signs in Detroit, or Detroit, as Chris says. <laughs> Did you know, we were at Taste of India last night uh, having supper. I don't know why we were talking about Detroit, but he said Detroit. Yeah, well... Detroit's actually a French name originally. It means the Straits. Yeah, but do you, do you say Detroit? I do not. Does anyone out there listening or watching say Detroit? Or do you say Detroit? It's de- it should be, well, yeah. I say Detroit and it should I be. I think it's Detroit. It's not yeah. Detroit. No. That sounds weird to me. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 700K for two years. Pretty good signing. Pretty good signing. Uh, no complaints there whatsoever. Uh, Marcus Johansson signed just recently in Buffalo, two years, $4.5 million per year. Did some pretty important things with Boston. So uh, I really really like that signing. I think that's actually going to work in Buffalo's favor pretty good there. Uh, Josh Levo signs in Vancouver, or re-signs, I guess. Um, $1.5 million for one year. Super low-risk contract. I like that a lot for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric Paquette, who I believe was at RFA, uh, resigns in Tampa Bay, two years, one point six five million. That's a freaking steal. Um, brilliant contract by Tampa Bay. Again, I think this is a players taking a discount to play for for Tampa Bay, which is fine. Uh, so I really like that one. Uh, Zemgis Gurgensens signed in Buffalo <laughs> again, uh, one year, one point six. Super super low low risk. Uh, I like that signing as well. Uh, Zadorov who. Signed and signed again in Colorado for one year, three point two million dollars. Uh, you have to overpay a little bit for a defenseman. He's pretty young. He's still going to be an RFA after this contract. So I think that he aligned himself pretty well there. Uh, money's pretty decent. So I think this contract works out okay on both sides. More so for Zadorov than Colorado. Colorado has to go through the RFA procedure again with Zadorov in a year, which is a bit annoying, but. Anyway, Nick Cousins signs in Montreal, one year, $1 million, very low risk. Um, he played with Max Domi. Max Domi had really good things to say about him. Um, so I think that's the main linkage there. It is the main I don't linkage. think he's on the radar unless someone's speaking for him in, I agree. in the office. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. I think Max's not a scout just yet. But. No, but I think he had an ear. And yeah. I think he, yep. or maybe he was approached, maybe not so much that he. He went to Bergevin, but maybe Bergevin went to no means like, I know you play with this player. What's he like? Yeah. Yeah. On at the very least, that, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um, Stolarz signs in Anaheim, 750K for two years. Really like the signing a lot for Anaheim. Um, Miller is 
old. Yeah. So his time is, I would say, pretty much almost over. I'd say. But Manny, for a guy, for an old goalie, he's playing like some of the best hockey of his career. <laughs> I think I've said that before recently, actually. But uh, I really like the signing by Anaheim. So good job there. Cody CC signs in Toronto. Uh, for one year, $4.5 million. Nah, it's a little bit much for me as far as money. Um, but Toronto need, needs that right defenseman. So you got to pay for it. You got If you've got the, sure. if you make a trade and you bring in a right defenseman and you're going to sign him, you got to pay him. So, yeah. uh, Alexander Kerfoot, we're going to talk about that trade. He signed in Toronto, uh, four years, $3.5 million. I love the signing. I think, man. I don't understand this trade. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but <laughs> this trade is awesome for Toronto. Uh, in my opinion, that signing is awesome. I'm That just makes me even more afraid of Toronto next year. Okay, so that's all the names I have in the free agent list. I'm not sure how long that took to go through, maybe like 25 minutes, something like that. Mm, about that, maybe more. Um, as far <laughs> as trades, I have three trades to talk about. The first one's going to be the Arizona-Pittsburgh trade. So Arizona gets Phil Kessel, Dane Burke, so I, I have no idea who that is, uh, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. And then Pittsburgh gets Alex Galchenyuk and Pierre Oliver-Joseph, who I... Or, or Pierre Olivier. Olive, I don't know. Joseph. Anyways, I think he's the player that we saw play in Charlottetown. Yep. He was here he was for captain. a couple of years, yes, and very, very good player. Extremely good player. <clears throat> if any Pittsburgh fans are not aware of this player, uh, he's a defenseman, if I can remember correctly, on the team. I think you're right. Uh, very physical player, extremely physical player. Maybe not so much in the NHL because he was playing, he was a big dude in the queue playing against pretty young kids. So mm. maybe he won't stack up as nicely in the in the NHL, but very good player. Uh, definitely a lot of potential here. And, and I, ho- I hope they, they keep him around long enough to give him a good try. Yes. Like another Charlottetown Islanders player that went to Pittsburgh. Sprung. Daniel Sprong. Uh, he's a very good player. But Pittsburgh, I don't think, spent enough time waiting for that to further develop. In a way, I agree. they didn't slot him in and give him the chance on the team. <clears throat> no, um, Alex Galchenyuk, who obviously we know pretty well, being Montreal Canadiens fans, mm-hmm. you send out Phil Kessel, who is a bit of a problem in the dressing room. That's very apparent. Uh, but then you bring in Alex Galchenyuk, which, which or who comes with his own demons a little bit, and his dad, and his dad. So <laughs> that was one of the reasons that Montreal sent him out is because of the drama that came with. Alex Galchenyuk off the ice. Mm-hmm. So what's it say when Arizona doesn't want Gal- Alex Galchenyuk anymore? Really? Is it, Did they have the same problem that Montreal had? I'm thinking they must have, but I don't know. I haven't heard we or don't read know. anything. There's not but. enough media in <clears throat> Arizona to, to, to make that situation known. Mm-hmm. Regardless, Alex Galchenyuk is a very good player. I think he will fit in Pittsburgh very well. As far as Arizona... They get a, a high-caliber offensive player. He can cook hot dogs in the sun in Arizona, so he'll be happy there. Um, I don't know. I think I think Pittsburgh wins this trade just just because they get they get that emotional distraction out of the dressing room. It was very well known that Sullivan and Kessel did not get along. Kessel did not get along with Malkin half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just Kessel was not a hard worker. He, I think Sullivan hated the fact that Kessel did not work hard and he was worried about the younger kids um, looking at Kessel and s- seeing that you can be a good player and not work hard off the ice. And he didn't want the young players to get into that trend. 
So I think that the fact that Castle was traded and Sullivan was now signed to a new contract, we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, says a lot about who won that battle between Castle and Sullivan. Um, so Castle was, man, I don't know. You can't get in those battles with the coach because sometimes the coach is on the the chopping block, but sometimes they're not. And sometimes it's the player. And Kessel, you find yourself on a plane going to Arizona. So have fun. Ottawa and Toronto made a trade. Uh, Ottawa received Connor Brown and Nikita, Nikita Zaitsev and Michael... Um, I can't read my own writing here. C-A-R-C-O-N-E? Carcone? I don't know. I'm not... Either I wrote that down wrong or I don't know who that player is, but anyway. Uh, Toronto gets Cody CC, Ben Harper, Aaron uh, LeChuck, and a 2023 round pick. Uh, I really like Connor Brown. So I think Ottawa got a great player there. Nikita Zaitsev apparently didn't did not want to play in Toronto, and Toronto did not want to resign him, so that had to happen. Toronto gets Cody CC. They get that defenseman they they wanted, like we said earlier. Ben Harper, who's a very physical agitator, uh, probably will work okay in Toronto. Mm, I think time will tell with this trade. This is one of the trades that we don't really know the winner of uh, right now. I have to wait a couple years. Uh, the next trade is between Colorado and Toronto. Uh, Colorado got Nazem Kadri, uh, Cal Rosen, a 2023rd. Toronto gets Tyson Berry with 50% retained salary, Alexander Kerfoot, and a 2026th round pick. Did you hear that Kadri was originally headed Calgary way, but he nixed that? He he uh, he rejected that trade. No. <clears throat> I read that this morning. Uh, one of the rumor sites are on Twitter. Why? You have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> but he ended up, uh, Colorado was was a diversion because he was originally, huh. I think Toronto was trying to work a deal. Probably they had someone in Calgary they had their eye on. I wonder uh, who was coming back if it, from Calgary. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> Maybe we'll find out someday. Maybe so. Um, so I, I, man, I think Toronto wins this trade hands down. They win this trade. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I really, really like Kerfoot. So I'm a little biased. Maybe the Leafs would have received T.J. Brody and Mark Jankowski from Calgary, hmm. according to this uh, rumor. Interesting. So they sent him to the Avalanche instead that for Tyson Berry and Kerfoot and whatnot. But I think that's a better trade for Toronto to 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 go with Colorado than I would think Calgary. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, <clears throat> um, that was on Spectre's site, by the way. That was Lyle Richardson's uh, mm. site. Some RFA rumors. Apparently, there's an Atlantic team that's going to offer Sheet Murder. Did you read that? I did. What I team, did. What team do you think it is? Well, it's got, you have done the research as to who can actually even offer sheet anybody. It's not a very big list, right? Because you need a first, a second, and a third next year. Yeah, it's, it's, or two firsts, or probably. For Marner, two For firsts. Marner money. You okay over there? What's I don't going, know. What's going on? I don't know. You into, I, you into the drink? Yeah, it's decaf coffee. And uh, right now I'm fine, okay. but I just seem to have a, an, a, a faster than usual accumulation of uh, mucus. Oh, that is a very interesting sentence. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, rumors are that it's Montreal. I don't think Montreal's going to offer Sheet Marner. 
call it. They have to wait till tomorrow before they do anything. Yeah, but I don't. But, uh, I no. don't. I honestly don't think Montreal's going to obviously murder. However, the next RFA rumor that I have, uh, apparently Montreal is going to obviously Patrick Laine. I did hear that not this week, but I heard it last week when they were discussing who Montreal would be chasing. How much do you think Laine's worth? Because it was always this whole Matthews versus Line A thing. Yeah, and I, neither player, I think, as, as much as Matthews is a great player, I don't think he's in the $11.63 million range right now. I just don't think he's there. Line A, um, I don't think is as, as good as Matthews. Uh, his money shouldn't be as good as Matthews, but... Uh, Matthews he, got 11.63? Yeah. I thought it was 10.5. 11.6. Well, I, I, maybe 10.5 is a cap hit or I something. I thought Panera got 11.63. Matthews, 11.63 million bucks. I just looked it up a while ago. Really? Yeah. You can call shenanigans if you want. No, but. I mean, I thought about calling shenanigans, but... Yeah, okay. Maybe I still will. All right. Yeah, call, I'm calling shenanigans. All right. I'll show it to you here in a second. Okay. Um, Lion A did not have the greatest of years last year. No, he did not. He fell off a bit, and I don't know if that's just... Uh, Every everyone gets a pass. Come on, everyone gets to have a year where things just weren't the way he wanted them to be. Yeah, no question. He still got all the talent that he had at the draft, and and since then, um, I see. I think if Bergevin smart, he would offer Sheetham like w- w- what was his contract? Oh, I don't know. It was just entry level, I think. Yeah. So, um, I think Bergevin, like he was accused of being cheap last week when he uh, offers sheeted Aho, but I think he's he's not going to throw money away. I, I imagine it'd be nine. I was thinking around nine. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking around nine, which brings him up a tier <clears throat> in the the list. I think the next tier is 8.5 to 9.5, I think, uh, maybe? Or? I think it's it's 8.5 to 10.5 or something. Is it really? I think so. Hmm. Man, we're having a, um, this is the authoritative podcast on all things hockey. <laughs> I think I have a picture on my phone. Hold on, I'll find right. it. Actually, I might even have still have those notes. I have them right here. Look at that. Um, 8.5 to 10.6 is, is the next layer, and then 10.6 and above. 10.6 and above is four first-rounders. 8.5 to 10.6 is two first-rounders, a second, and a third. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd be okay with, with Montreal offer, offer shooting line A. I, I, w- do, I do like Finns. Yes. He can score, which Montreal desperately needs. Desperately needs. So once their money is re-freed, like they do have the summer bubble that they can use mm-hmm. to offer sheet him right now at nine. They could do it immediately. Um, the other thing is... Some of the some of the reasons why you'd offer sheet somebody is not so much that you need to have that player, but you're trying to put the squeeze on someone. Montreal is more likely to want to put the squeeze on a division team or a conference team in their own side, right. rather than someone on the other side of the country because they only see Winnipeg twice. So Montreal squeezing Winnipeg doesn't really see. I don't think Montreal can offer sheet Marner because I don't think much, I don't think Marner would sign an offer sheet from Montreal. He just might not. But he might do it strategically. For leverage against. For leverage against Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Toronto. I don't know. Toronto's in a cap situation here. I'd, they are. They're in the squeeze. They might just say, you know what? We've got Matthews. Let's just take a risk. I can't see them ever doing that. I think they would be criticized for the rest of their 
existence. So just but. to walk back on your uh, shenanigans call. Yep. There's Matthews at the top of Cap Friendly, 11.634. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, okay, so that's all the RFA rumors I have. The last thing I want to talk about is the Mike Sullivan contract. Four years. So Pittsburgh didn't have... Pittsburgh had an okay year two years ago. They get beat up by Washington in the second round. Now, this year, they got swept by the New York Islanders. Yeah. And then their coach gets rewarded with a four-year contract. Is that the opposite of the trend that you would think? You think that he may be on the chopping block? You would think, but uh, maybe Harold Ballard's ghost is working in the Pittsburgh front <laughs> office. I don't know. I think that... Uh, I actually think this is a good signing. I really like Mike Sullivan. Well, I think... and I, when, when was the Mike Sullivan contract announced? It was a while uh, ago, wasn't it? No, like yesterday, the day oh, before. Oh, just, just done. Because it's probably linked to the Kessel thing, right? Oh, 100%. Like so, Mike Sullivan won that battle. Yeah. Uh, so he's, they decided, okay, yeah. if it's one or the other, it's Sullivan. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, make, we'll make it clear that uh, mm-hmm. we're behind this coach. Yep, 100%. So I, I think Pittsburgh made the, the right decision here. Four years is a little long, but, I mean, you have to reward him a little bit. He got some cups and yep. grew the team. And, yeah, so... That's all the news that I have to talk about. Uh, I guess this makes this podcast a little bit short, but that's okay. Um, is there anything else that you would like to discuss? Just a few things. Um, some hockey, but a little bit that isn't, uh, because I think our listeners are interested in some other sports as well. Um, rumor this morning that Sportsnet is not going to offer sheet Don Cherry for the coming season, that he may not be offered to return to Coach's Corner. This may be the end of Don Cherry on uh, on that air. And you feel? I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with that. The older Don Cherry gets, the the less I agree with him Yeah, about a lot of things. And it's become, I, I think early on, and early on for Don Cherry is still a long time ago, like 35 years ago. Yeah. Um, it was about hockey analysis. It was about. You know, that was maybe 80% of it. And the personality shenanigans, foolishness stuff was maybe 20%. Yeah. Now it's the opposite. I can, yeah. That's a very well put. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. He's just not bringing, it's more of a, he's more of a meme now than anything. Yeah. Like it's not about the hockey stuff anymore. She's just about a meme. And he spends time on talking about stuff that I just really don't care about a lot of the time. And yeah. I don't know. Like there's things I like about Don Cherry. He's strong on support for the military mm-hmm. and and Canadian history, like when he walked around Flanders Fields and saw some of the tombstones there a couple of years back, I mean, that just grabs you. And that's, mm. he's he's all in, right? He's all in on that stuff, which is great. But this is a hockey broadcast, and I think you've got to talk a little bit more about hockey and a little bit less about yourself. Yeah, a little bit less about yourself. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it's sad in a way, but uh, everything has its turn, right? Even if they use him in just like a different capacity, like give him an... an an online show or something. Yeah, do something. Chuck him in somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. TSN will pick him up or someone will pick him up for you know, like a weekly 15-minute thing somewhere. Sure. So he'll not, he'll he'll find a place. Mm-hmm. He'll find a place. And I'll probably still watch. Yep. But. Yeah, just mm. like I, I don't know. Anyways, um, that's all we have to talk about. So thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm done? Well, I thought you were done. You kind of... No. You tapered off a little bit. No, no. I'm, right. I'm just getting going, going here. Oh, you're just getting going? 
Um, yesterday, the Montreal Expos beat the Kansas City Royals 6 nothing. Yeah, well, they looked pretty good. They looked really good. <laughs> they looked super classic. They looked fantastic. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of the, of the club's original founding in Montreal. Mm. They now, of course, are the Washington Nationals. But in commemoration of the Expos founding, yesterday they wore the Montreal Expos uniforms Heck yeah. and from top to bottom. They won, right? They won 6 nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they even had an Expos logo on the pitching mound. Uh, did it make you nostalgic? It, oh, nostalgic? Did it ever. Did it ever. And there were some fans in the uh, stands wearing Expo stuff, which is not uncommon in Washington. There, that happens a mm. lot. Interestingly, though, TVA, which is the French uh, sports channel that broadcasts the game, TVA Sport, they didn't have a crew in Washington with their own camera shots and all that. So mm-hmm. they basically just took the feed from the regional sports network in Washington in English and did French commentary over okay. top. So they were somewhat at the mercy of the Washington producers as to what we got to see. But they would intersperse the broadcast with their own historical statistics. You know, the first home run was hit by Mac Jones in nineteen in April 1969 against the whatever. I guess it was, uh, it doesn't matter, but I think it was the Phillies. But anyway, um, it was just great, just great. And for someone who grew up with the Montreal Expos, I was at some of their very first games in, in, the, in the 1969 season, and I sat in Jonesville, which was the bleachers behind Mac Jones, who was one mm-hmm. of the outfielders. And uh, to, talking about players, I, I, I met a Montreal Expo. Did you? I did. Uh, I was at Alexis Neon Plaza, which is a downtown <laughs> shopping center and, and transit terminus, uh, big hub where all the metros and the buses all come in there, near the Montreal Forum, actually, right across the street. Uh, right across Atwater Street from the Forum. And I was with the Air Cadets, and I was there to uh, participate or or be a, a part of some display that we were putting on. I forget the nature of it. But this big, tall guy came up to me and asked me for directions. And, uh, you know, where's so-and-so? He was asking for a person because mm-hmm. he was asked to report to that person, and I said, he's that's the guy over there. So he went over to talk to him. And later on, I discovered who that was. It was Ken Singleton, who okay. was, uh, played with the Expos at the time. And I was... How I, old were you? Ah, uh, might have been 13, hmm. something like that. Interesting. So that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was just a neat uh, nostalgic trip yesterday. And plus, they won the game. They got a shutout. The, the Nationals have struggled early in the year. Uh, they were just barely got above 500 baseball, and now they're a couple of games above 500. So they're starting to to get into gear. And uh, I, I've been cheering for the Nationals ever since they went down to Washington. Yeah, you have, and you, like yeah. here in Canada, you can still buy Expos hats oh. and, and shirts and everything. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have an Expos hat upstairs. Yeah. So. And then there's this other news story that broke in the last week or ten days, where the Tampa Bay Devil Rays or Rays now, I guess they call themselves. Uh, we're thinking of and asking Major League Baseball for permission to explore playing some of their midsummer games in Montreal. They want to split the season. Yeah. And I'm not sure what I think about that just yet, but uh, anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting idea. It is an interesting idea. I, I think it's it's a step in the right direction to bring baseball back to Montreal, but I don't know if it's the right step to bring mm-hmm. baseball back to Montreal. Montreal needs to do some work on their end. Uh, Stadium-wise, we talked about this yesterday, yeah, off camera. But uh, something that I always look forward to on Independence Day weekend, the July Fourth weekend, whichever one is closest to it, is the what used to be called the Pepsi Four Hundred, which was the second race of the season in Daytona. Uh, it was always that weekend on a 
usually in the daytime on a Sunday, but the last several years they've gone to Saturday night since they've put lights in at the track there. And last night, because of heavy rain that was just not going to stop, they postponed mm-hmm. the race, and it'll be held today. I'll be away for a lot of it, but I'm going to PVR it. But I didn't know until watching the broadcast yesterday while they were trying to fill time, this is the last Daytona race that will be held this weekend. Uh, in the future, the Daytona race will be the end of the regular season in September, I guess, or late August, whenever. Okay. So uh, they're going to start the season in Daytona like they always do with the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. late February. They'll play their other play. They'll run their other races, and then they will end the regular season with Daytona at the other end before they go into the playoffs, the 12 race playoffs, or however many races they do now. I'm not a big fan of how they're doing things in NASCAR. I really am going to miss this weekend in Daytona, and I think a lot of the families that go down there, it's a big family event mm-hmm. for this race. It's the, it's high peak tourist time, uh, the beach. When did we go down in? We went down it? in uh, in the spring. We were down in February. Ah, uh, okay. We saw the Goodies 300 in 1993, I think it was, which was the race, the Saturday, and Daytona 500 was on the Sunday, but we couldn't get in the Sunday race, but we got the Saturday race. Mm. And then after the goodies, you may not remember, but after the goodies 300, which was won by Dale Earnhardt, um, then the NASCAR Winston Cup cars, with, as they then were, came out to practice. Back then, the Bush Grand National races were just six-cylinder cars, so they had a little bit of a wind to them, and they, they still went fast, and they looked the same, but they only had six-cylinder engines. Now they have eight, but back then mm-hmm. when the eight cylinder engines came out and went around, you know, the guys were practicing, even though we were way up in the Keach grandstand, two thirds of the way up, you could just feel the rumble <laughs> of the engines in your chest. And, uh, that was just fabulous. Are you going to the races here this year? Um, I hope to, I had an invite actually from a friend of mine. Uh, we were hoping to go last Saturday night, but at the same time, your mother had extended an invitation to some some friends uh, to come over for supper, so that one had to take uh, to take the other one out of action. But we're looking at August now. Cool. Uh, some Saturday night in August, we're going to go to the races. Nice. Um, okay, that covers that, that, and that. Um, Kawhi Leonard, real quick. Yeah. Um, this is not a f- basketball uh, broadcast, <laughs> but wow. Uh, to see all of the energy that the people of Toronto have put in in the last two weeks to try to sweet talk this guy to staying and sure enough he he uh he flirted i guess but then eventually of course signed with the clippers but uh to watch the toronto-based media tsn especially the toronto-based media even the cbc and their news broadcast i think the lead story a couple of days ago was the big throng of people that had gathered outside the hazelton hotel in yorkville in Toronto. It's wild. Trying to catch a glimpse of him because some of the other uh, principals of the team were seen going in and out of there. And there was these suburbans with the tinted windows going into the underground parking garage. And the Hazleton is not downtown central Toronto. The Hazleton Hotel is out in Yorkville. It's mm-hmm. just, it's it's west of Bay Street. It's north of Bloor. It's kind of in the quiet neighborhood of Yorkville. And uh, so I guess maybe they were thinking of having a private place to have a yik, yik yak, having a yak but it didn't work out that way. Someone spied someone. Next thing you know, Toronto just has a flash mob in front of the hazel. I don't, I don't like, get it either. It's important, but I don't get it. I don't get like, it either. <laughs> and the whole like <clears throat> Kawhi watch and there's tracking his plane and they're, I, I don't know. It's I just don't get it. And I don't understand the people that are mad at him. Like he just brought you a championship. Let him go where he wants to go. Like, yeah. I, I, th- 
I'm surprised that there's not more anger. There's a bit. There is a bit. There is a bit. But there's a lot of gratitude as well for what he did do. Mm. That'll probably fade away a little bit as people yeah. start getting sour. Yeah. As, as more and more days go between the, the parade and now. Um, that's the way it works. I just don't get basketball. I, I don't understand how, like, $37 million plus dollars a year for four years? It's a lot of money. That's more money in one year than most NHL players will ever make in their career. In their whole lives. Um, and, it, okay. 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 I just... Well, I mean, that NBA well, makes more revenue than the NHL. So it makes sense in a way. But do you want to hear a funny story? Absolutely. So we were sitting, uh, Chris, Aubrey, and I were sitting at uh, Taste of India last night. I already said that in this podcast. We were talking about whatever. And Chris says, what's a cowie? I'm like, what? What What do you mean, what's a cowie? I have no idea what a cowie is. He's like, what? well, what's a cowie? Like, it's everywhere. Like, what's a cowie? I'm like, what? Chris, what are you talking about? And he said, and he spells it. K, like, oh, kawaii? You mean, <laughs> Chris, Chris doesn't follow basketball. He said he almost tweeted, what is what is a cowie? <laughs> That's funny because Chris is a pretty plugged in guy. He's a pretty plugged in guy, but not when it comes to sports. Yeah, but, I guess. Yeah, it's, I, anyways, I've seen him down here with you where he doesn't even know what a certain jersey is or something, no, right? So. It was funny. It was, <laughs> um, What's a cowie? It's, it's just amazing that <clears throat> from our perspective, there was too much media on the situation. We're just t- tired, sick and tired of hearing about it. Like, yeah. just end it. Same thing with the Mitch Marner thing. Like, just end it. But then you have someone who's so detached from the world of sports that they don't even they've never even heard the name before let alone know what the hell's going on with Cowie. so uh it's it's amazing that someone can be that detached when we are so overwhelmed with it like how can someone not know like yeah anyways, i wish i was in his shoes a little bit because i'm just sick of tired hearing about it <laughs> same thing with mitch marner i just Lucky wanted to guy. be over like just sign him or something like let's yeah. get this over with if anything happens in toronto it's 10 times more important yeah. than the same thing happening anywhere else on the planet mm. like in canadian media it's just yeah. funny anyways uh are you done i'm done excellent <laughs> thanks guys for watching i really appreciate it or listening um if you are not subscribed to our youtube channel hope you can hit the subscribe button and uh, like i said at the beginning this is our last hockey podcast for the summer we'll see you again in september to talk some hockey on a podcast but we will be doing the odd having a yak podcast on our second channel more post to post and of course if any news breaks over the next days or weeks about mitch marner or anything important in the nhl of course we'll talk about it in separate videos on the channel um, i still have lots of videos to edit from when the boys were here so you'll see some some logo ranking videos coming out pretty soon some uh I think the first one is in the Asia League hockey. And then there's quite a few U.S. college division uh, rankings and some other stuff too. So uh, keep an eye out on the channel. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and watching. Hope you're having a good day. And we'll see you in the next appearance on this channel. Adios.